Warning! The Bone Bad Joe is intended for adults only and contains bad words and other yucky stuff that may make some people very angry. So watch out! For the Bone Bat Podcast, where you can listen to Steve and Gord. It's a kick-ass digital broadcast where we've got dick jokes galore. Bone Bat. Welcome to the debut edition of the Bone Bat Podcast. This is Steve Holitz. And this is Gordon. Uh, this is a joint uh, project of the Mighty Joint. <laughs> of the Mighty Wombat and Bonehand uh, websites. Uh, this is something we're hoping to do every month, but you know, we'll see. Uh, th- what we're trying to do here is uh, basically Gordon and I have been, I guess, refining our own por- personal brand of bullshit for about, what, 20 years now? And so it's time to unleash it on the masses. Yeah, like you're 20 years old. Try 40 years. <laughs> well, I've only known you for 20-ish, right? Yeah, a little more than tw- 24. 24 years, holy crap. 24, eh? Quarter century. That's that's a Just lot about. of years, man. Maybe maybe too many years. Anyway, so uh, first off, uh, Gordon, you, you were going to talk a little bit about a recent camping trip you had. Indeed, I I'm going to uh, I'm going to talk about camping. Uh, I'm going to go to the second trip first. The, the trip we just took involved going to the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. And I have not been there in, in many, many years. I took my family there, and it, God, it is an amazing it is an amazing variety of people on the boardwalk. Now, isn't it kind of uh, like, an, been there, dude? Isn't it like an amusement park sort of a deal? I didn't yeah, really know like, it was like a place you could actually camp, per se. No, we camped about uh, I don't know about an hour away in the in the redwoods, and then coming back we went to the the boardwalk. We were in Santa Cruz County. Oh, I thought okay. it'd be fun for the kids. It's like a it's like a permanent fair stuck on the beach. Okay, cool. So, so it has uh, like know, we roller coaster and, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. But guys, I I was looking at everyone on the boardwalk, and I I guess I just don't get out in public that much, but. There are, you know, like 11 languages being spoken around me. And there's old people and young people and, like, you know, freaking gangbangers and certified public accountants. And just every possible person in this country is walking around on this boardwalk, going to the beach and having fun. And you know, say what you will about this country, but you look out over that group of people and and you know we are a nation of fat asses. <laughs> just so fat. fat I know. I'm doing my people. part. <laughs> Lots of them. And they're disgusting. It's I, I was horrified. So we go in the back. I mean, that's not really what I want to talk about. My, my kid, my barbarian child, four years old, and he has to go pee. So we go in the bathroom, 
and he's got this this fear of automatic flush toilets. He's, he just doesn't like the sudden flushing without him, you know, volunteering to flush it. And and he he gets in front of this the can and he, he drops his pants. You got to go in the disabled toilet when you're only four years old because those are the only ones that are low enough for you to to reach. And yeah, he's been kind of sick. And I noticed as he pulls his pants down that there's just this. He's he's violated his underwear. He he is something <laughs> bad has happened back there. So I go, you know, what's up, what's up with this, buddy? You know, because he's potty trained and he turns around and he goes a wet fart <laughs> oh god so you know he's standing he's, he's in this the pool of piss that is the black bathroom floor and I hoist him up on the toilet so I can get his pants and his underwear off him so we can just you know throw the underwear away because it's it's gone it, it's it's dead and that's but when the policeman and... showed up <laughs> <laughs> so anyway I uh, I get him up on the toilet and he's like inching forward because he's afraid the thing's gonna flush and of course by inching forward it makes the thing flush and he's freaking out and I've got now his pants and his shoes and everything off and he keeps trying to pitch forward onto the piss covered floor barefoot pantsless and I'm trying to get everything off and then the, everything else back on him without him going on the floor and he's he's freaking out and it's just the kind of thing where you go. Why did I want to be a dad again? <laughs> Surely you've had moments like that where you're knee-deep in excrement and bodily fluids, and you go, what the hell am I doing with my life? Yeah, but it, that's usually at the point, though, where you, like, turn to mom who, the, you know, the, your wife probably, they always have, like, the backpack with the shit. So they've got the wipes and the extra underwear and all the things that I really don't carry with me. Yeah, and that's normally true, but as my boys get older, I find that I'm now in situations where it's the guys, and and she's oh. not there for back, back, back up. Yeah. yeah, so I had that going for me, but that's not that's not nearly as as horrifying an experience as what happened the previous camping trip. Once again, in the redwoods, and you know, I. I go camping to get away from the things that aggravate me about my daily life. I get out in the trees and there's not the people and cars and construction and the, the brutal heat of the valley in the summertime. And, and I don't have to listen to the freaking dogs because my neighbor behind me has a dog that barks for no reason at all except to annoy me. And my neighbor next door has a dog that barks. And sometimes they don't stop. They just bark and bark and bark and I I go freaking nuts so anyway we're camping we're getting away from all that and we're laying in the tent and it's three in the morning and I hear a dog barking and it's not like a dog barking off in the distance it sounds like it is next to my tent and it goes and it goes and it goes and finally it's four in the morning and I'm thinking why isn't someone doing something about this surely I'm not the only one in this camp that is being waken up by this dog and I finally go you know maybe everyone else is lying in their sleeping bags thinking the same thing so I'm going to be the guy I'm going to be the asshole and I get up and it's totally foggy outside barely see a thing and I start trying to walk around to the campsite where this dog is and every direction I walk I'm getting farther from it and I finally realize that this dog is not in the campground but it's it's at a house that's sort of this neighborhood kind of borders the campground, and there's this gully that leads from the houses 
to our campsite because we're on the very end and this gully is acting like a natural megaphone for this dog <laughs> and there's there's no way to get from where i am to the house the gully is just chock full of brush and you know during the daytime it would be questionable at night in the fog i'm gonna kill myself so once again physics bites you in the ass yeah, and, and, and no and no one else is complaining because you go to any other campsite, you can barely hear the dog. But for us, it's just it's right in our fucking grill. So I'm, I'm pissed, and I'm awake, and it's 3 in the morning, and I'm back at my tent looking at the situation, realizing I'm just screwed, and I have to take a leak. And we're like two campsites down from the, the bathroom, and I just – all right, I'll just walk down to the bathroom and go. So I walk down to the bathroom. And I'm tired, and I'm pissed, and I'm not fully awake, and I take a leak, and I, I go to zip up, and I zipped my cock up in my zip. <laughs> oh, shit. I, I, I am not kidding. And I – it was – it wasn't like – I felt like a little pinch, and that brought me to, you know, attention. Like, oh, hey, and I looked down, and, and I can't move the zipper without it really – hurting i try to move it down nothing try to move it up nothing it hurts and i look down it, it is like the something about mary experience i mean it is zip the fuck up in there you're like I've three, got three penis in. skin <laughs> like zipped up in a zipper and it's broken through on the other side so it was bad and i mean take your forearm like put your arm out in front of you and grab the skin from your your forearm and like pinch it pull it down i mean that's what we're looking at there. Oh, so, it, so did you have to? Did you have to do like a okay, one, two, three? <laughs> I, I didn't know what to do. I, it, at first, I thought, well, should I just try to leave the zipper alone because every time I touch it, it hurts, and just try to ease the skin out, like pull you have it in the out, back of your I mind to, that yeah, if you open it up, it's you should I need just a try to unzip it real fast. <laughs> and like the, the weight of my pants is hanging on my penis. It's it's like pinching, pulling it down. And then I started getting paranoid that someone was going to walk in the bathroom and see me, you know, desperately clutching my crotch trying to hold my pants up. <laughs> I finally grabbed a hold of the zipper and I did that. I did the, you know, okay, here we go. This is what I'm going to do. Unzip it. And uh, did. I, I yanked it down and it, it hurt. <laughs> it bruised me. I had uh, just like these these square bruises, like just red railroad tracks of pain going down my unit afterwards. Jeez, I'm so sorry, <laughs> dude. So I'm walking back to the tent, and uh, at this point the dog has stopped barking, and I, I get in the tent. <laughs> He's <laughs> so impressed with your midnight maneuvers that uh, yeah. it's rendered him speechless. He can't believe what he's just done. <laughs> And I, I get in the tent, and Shelly goes, ah, success. Like, she thinks I somehow caused the dog to stop barking. <laughs> and I, I just go, yeah, well, I didn't do anything except zip my penis up in a zipper. <laughs> and she goes, oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> get back in the sleeping bag, lay down, think, all right, it's over. And, of course, the dog starts barking again. Chip <laughs> Yeah, so that's my camping experience, man. Some nights you just can't live. I don't ever want to camp again. Wow. Uh, yeah, we didn't we didn't do anything that exciting last weekend. Uh, we did though. Uh, we did our annual sojourn and took the kids to the uh, Renaissance Festival down here in Gig Harbor, Washington. And that's that's always kind of fun. Uh, this year we kind of got there a little bit late, but 
I've always, do you ever go to that sort of a thing or enjoy that kind of thing? No, my breasts are not large enough to be pushed up in one of those uh, bustier things. I don't know what it is like, you know, my, my childhood or being a fan of like Tolkien and and you know, George R. R. Martin and Glenn Cook and Stephen Bruce and stuff like that. I, I just kind of dig that sort of a scene. And Julie, so do you dress up? No, no, not at all. Julie actually worked at one like in uh, in high school out in uh, L.A. And uh, she she has a costume somewhere, but uh, we never go dress. We kind of go. And the, the one of the things that's cool about this festival is it's it's more. Wait a minute. So so these people are, are really the ultimate geeks. They dress up and and pretend that they're wizards or whatever. Except for you, and you're like the geek of the geeks because you go to this thing and you don't dress up. Yeah, well, I'm basically there for, you know, the Shakespeare and the turkey legs and the experience. I, I'm not there for the... Well, and that's one of the things that's that's kind of fun about this sort of festival. The the one that it, that we I went to with Julie in L.A. was much more kind of historically accurate. Uh, less so, I, I think all the, the employees are always pretty much in character and, and you know, period uh, proper. But this one, you get a lot of people that are, you know, that we saw two Captain Jack Sparrows this year and girls that are dressed like scantily clad wood nymphs which is always good and uh you know guys that look like they're members of death metal bands so you know it's kind of a good cross section and you don't really get hassled if you're not dressed up so it's it's kind of makes it a fun thing but one of the really cool things is uh i there's a there's a uh theater troupe that does a show called shakespeare's bloody bits and basically they pack like every death in all the Shakespeare plays into a half-hour play. Right on. Yeah, it's, you know, they, they do it, it's all comedy, and they, they do it with, you know, uh, red handkerchiefs for the blood and a bunch of sword fighting. And it, it's a blast. The kids love it. Allie, it just cracks her up. And so we, we got there in time, we checked that out. And, and uh, it was like right in time, it's right about noon. And so, you know, one of the cool things that this sort of a deal is always the food. Because you go and they've got like, you know, sausages and turkey legs and barbecue beef and all, all you know kind of fun fair food so we go and uh, the, the lines are pretty abysmal because we're, we're a little late getting going it's it's about 12 12 15 and so we we jump in the line and we're in the turkey leg line and we're sitting there for like 20 minutes and the line doesn't move and so i you know i make in my normal way i make a comment jesus you know this line is not moving at all you'd think that you know they would be ready for the you know <laughs> that right this is usually the time when people want to eat and the woman in front of me you know kind of does one of these over the shoulder barking at me but not really making contact you know eye contact <laughs> like a bark laugh or did yeah, she you know, like, just kind of bark a, angry like yeah yeah like she's annoyed with my comment because i'm not being understanding you know kind of well you know they have to be cooked to the proper temperature but but she's not looking at me. Right, she's not looking at me. She's it. staring in the other direction like she doesn't want to make eye contact and have a confrontation. And I'm like, well, you know, I understand that, but the line is not moving. They're not taking anybody's order. And, it, you know, maybe it's because I know a few things that this woman does not, having worked in both retail and the food sector, that usually people, you know, they don't just suddenly luck into having a restaurant. You know, you, you, you plan ahead for this sort of thing. And or, or left to having a turkey leg for Exactly, that yeah. So it, it's the, the first day of the weekend. So you're going to, in the first lunch rush, you're going to have the most possible stock on hand at that time. And on top of that, they've done this for the same however many 10 years. So they're supposed to, you probably know when the lunch rush is going to be and prepare for it ahead of time. 
And so we're sitting there and sitting there and sitting there. We finally get a turkey leg, and the thing is, like, overcooked to the point of rubber for eight bucks. I mean, just just fucking abysmal. It was terrible. So anyway, we, we choked down our turkey, and the kids are kind of annoyed because the food wasn't all that good. So then we try to go to the equestrian show. Now, they have, they have like, a, you know, a regular full-on jousting deal, which is always awesome. And then there's like this this kind of equestrian sort of a display. And the funny thing about this was, of course, these guys are obviously professionals and they're doing shit that I could not do. No argument. But every single trick that they attempt. <laughs> like like eat pussy? No, 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 no. Yeah, funny. But every, every horse. Yeah, eat horse pussy. Uh, every horse trick that they're attempting to do, they fuck up. So it's like, oh. so the the, the, the the first trick, this guy, is he's trying to do a, he takes off his shirt, you know, so he looks to woo the women or whatever. And he, he jumps up on this horse and tries to do a handstand on the, the, the back of the horse and he immediately eats shit. <laughs> and so then he's like laying for the next five minutes on the ground next to a hay bale, like holding his shoulder. And then the, 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 these the two other guys, right, exactly. Then these other two guys jump on these back of the horses with a bunch of these uh, juggling pins and they're going to juggle the pins back and forth to each other. And they each have like three. So they immediately get six pins in the air and they immediately drop half of them. And so then a squire comes over. Okay, okay, we'll get this. And the squire runs over and picks up the pins and hands them back to them and they do it again and they screw that up too. And so they went through like this, this series of four or five tricks and every one of them they couldn't pull off. And the crowd just kind of going, ah. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, and no argument that they're doing shit that I couldn't do. But, you know, why not dial it back a level and do tricks that you can actually accomplish so that the crowd is impressed? Yeah, well, no doubt they couldn't do the tricks either. So anyway, it was that part was kind of kind of ridiculous. But the, then we came back later for the jousting part. And that was cool. That was fun. So We had a good time, but it was just kind of funny how. This was this was kind of the the first time we'd gone where a bunch of stuff didn't quite go right. So, well, didn't did anyone get skewered on a lance? Nobody got skewered on a lance. Although oh, a few people got hit, like in the in the final jousting, that was a lot of fun, and they they do a good job playing that up. And the one guy got knocked from his horse and got a sword out, and the other guys riding him down, and it was it was really cool. So I, I will say it ended on definitely a high note, and we will go back next year. I would think if you're going to screw up anything, I'd want it to be the jousting and the melee. You know, people accidentally losing a limb. Yeah, I think that they've done it enough times that that never happens. And I bet you those swords are dull as all get out. But and still, you get hit with a 10-pound dull sword. You could do some real damage. Yeah, you probably could. I don't know. I want to see jousting bloopers. That should be a show. <laughs> America's funniest Ren Ren Fair bloopers. I, I did see the America's funniest uh, equestrian event, so there you have it. Why don't we talk about a uh, something else? A uh, feature we're going to try to revisit here on the Bone Bat Podcast is what pisses us off. Really, people don't don't know us, but we're pretty much pissed off all the time, and this is <laughs> how we spend eighty percent of our time is just talking about what pissed us off. Am I going to start off? Yeah, you, you start off. Me? I'm already pissed just talking about it. <laughs> I heard something that pissed me off. I, I tuned into the some freaking radio show, and there was some. You know, I, I'm actually going to get a, a little political here. I, I wasn't going to do this, but some some like left of left liberal psycho bitch used the word herstory. Have you ever heard that? No, I have not. As in women's history. As in, yeah, it's it's history, but it's not with his in it. It's her story. Got it. it. 
Jesus Christ, that pisses me. Like, making up a word because they're not bright enough to think that just because it has the word his in it doesn't necessarily mean that it's the story of men. It's, you know, take Spanish one as historia. The Latin, yeah, it just, it, it freaking amazes me. When I was in college, they, the student council at one point decided that picnic day at Davis was racist because picnic was short for pick your nigger, which <laughs> it's not. It's like from a French word for basket. But they like had a formal what? apology to the African American community for supporting Picnic Day. It, it just, you know, the, people say things that piss me off. And you know what else pisses me off that people say? What else pisses it, me off? Still, still political. Here I go. But Bill Clinton, I swear to God, where how far are we into the Bush presidency now? And it, this one debacle after another. And still, I talk to people that go. Well, you know, sure, you know, George W. flooded New Orleans, but, uh, you know, personally with a bucket, but, but Bill Clinton did something asinine. You go, you know, Iraq's kind of a mess. Oh, but Bill Clinton, uh, it doesn't, it does not make it okay. George Bush screwing up is not okay for him to screw up because Bill Clinton got a blowjob or whatever. It, yeah, George, I, I, it, I love that, that form of the uh, two wrongs make a right philosophy. That's always a, yeah, a favorite of mine. It's almost like, well, you got a turn. Now it's our turn. What the fuck? <laughs> it's, and I, it doesn't matter. He could do anything. There's just a core group of people. He could take Stephen Hawking and push him down the front steps of the White House and beat him to death with his wheelchair, scribe a pentagram in blood, and summon Satan right there. And there, you know, some idiot would afterwards go, well, yeah, it was kind of bad, but you know, Bill Clinton got a Hummer from a fat girl. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of fat, <laughs> did I mention Santa Cruz? I know why. I know why we're a nation of fat asses now. Have you tried to buy like a snack in a in a gas station, a Quickie Mart, or a Seven Eleven, or whatever? You cannot buy like anything that's a small portion. Like a small drink now is just this gigantic thing. It should be served with a catheter. Like, remember when we were kids and they came out with a 32-ouncer, like 32 ounces? Yeah, was that, was, that was, like, fucking huge. You were, oh, my God, like, what am I going to do with 32 ounces of anything? Yeah. yeah. I, got, I don't have 32 ounces of blood in my body. Now that's, like, a small. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know what else pissed me off? Oh, I, well, hold of on. I, I hear you about that. But in all fairness, you know... I, I think that those those sort of things are meant for actual grown men and women. I mean, you're the size of like a fucking seven year old, <laughs> <laughs> and so of Let's course, not talk you, about of, my penis. Of course, you would get full off of you know the drink that fills you up is not the drink that's going to fill me up. So, so are you saying that I should have to buy two of everything that you have in order to be thus sated? They should offer a child's portion. <laughs> Dude, I mean, you can, are, just for the record, 80 million, what? For the record, what? For the record, you can actually still wear Granimals, right? <laughs> I am wearing them right now. <laughs> I've got giraffes on. How's that for ironic? <laughs> I'm I mean, sorry. Think, what there else are a tremendous number of small people in this state. They ought to offer, you know, 12 ounces. Well, that's why they do. They've got 12 ounces, 18 they ounces, don't. 36 ounces, 64 ounces, and 96 ounces. No, you have to, like, ask for it. <laughs> no, you know? I'm sorry. The Sugar Coma Special, I think, is what the large is called. But... 
Uh, would you like to go into uh, sugar shock right now, or just kind of work into it? Dude, I, I I can't even drink a Red Bull, so I don't know what I'm talking about. It's yeah, that's way too concentrated for me. <laughs> yeah, that's just like you know mainlining syrup. My lips peel way back into my head, and my teeth just like, rot <laughs> right there. It's just, a, just an, another example of how we're getting old, dude. We are. I, I am working, I am training every damn day to be the best dirty old man I can when I take <laughs> And, and I'm going to be a pretty grumpy old man. And we all thank you for it. That's right. I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to lead the way, start a movement, <laughs> since I won't be able to voluntarily have a movement when I'm an old man. <laughs> well, I don't know. And, you know, and finally, let me, let me just bring this whole thing on, how easy it is to piss me off. How come when you're trying to make lemonade from concentrate, you have to put four and a third cans of water in, but every other drink in the world, when you make it, it's just three cans? Are we getting screwed on the other drinks? I think you are. Well, I actually go to the I go to the trouble of watering down some of those. But here's a, here's a question: Why don't you just make the can a little bigger and make it be four cans? Yeah, what's this one third? <laughs> that is fucking ridiculous. Well, one half is easy to eyeball. One third, I, I don't know. <laughs> Shit pisses me off. What pisses you off, fat boy? Uh, that's, uh, I, I got nothing this week. <laughs> I'm fat and happy, man. That pisses me off, too. <laughs> I'm like Buddha and shit. <laughs> Why don't you talk about your pigeons, man? Okay, so, so, uh, we both... I have a bonehand.com. Gordon's got mightywombat.com. We both have websites that we put a little time and effort and creativity into. It's a fun, fun thing for us. And uh, one of the things I, I do intermittently is check in and see, you know, you've got your stats page with like kind of shows where around the world people are hitting your website and like what words they're using to search. Uh, oh, the 12 website. people that visit your site. What, exactly. Uh, so, so, you know. And uh, one of the articles that on the website earlier this year uh, is a piece by Gonzalo Ferreira called Pigeons. The, one of my favorites. Uh, anybody who's listening, if you haven't read it yet, check it out because it's fucking great. It's kind of his Tarantino-esque <laughs> riff uh, of, on a conversation that, that I think is really cool. That's the best thing that's ever been on your site. Thank you. And you didn't write it. <laughs> yeah. What, what does that say? It's typical. Yeah, good ju- I guess I'm a good judge of talent. Anyway, so somebody uh, recently, uh, a, a gentleman from Britain, I guess a gentleman, someone from Britain, uh, did a Google search and stumbled across this uh, article on the website. And uh, the, the notable thing was the words that he was searching for when he stumbled across the article. Uh, he what actually, words was he for? When he actually he did a across. Google search on pigeon fucking. Pigeon fucking. Pigeon fucking, indeed. Which <laughs> kind of uh, was a little bit shocking to me, because uh, pigeon fucking, like, what exactly is he searching for? Like, is this uh, some I'm sort of... Group? So, of course, I immediately went and searched for pigeon fucking on Google to see, you know, what, what is there, like, some secret society that are, you know, into boning poultry? I have no idea what's going on here. But and I, I really found nothing. So maybe this well, is search pigeon fucking. Did that? Did your site come up? Uh, it did, yeah. But nothing, nothing else really came up. Is you know, like a a home for the you know the the society for fuckers of pigeon. You know, well, let's be per- anything here. The like story, that. The story was not about pigeon fucking. Not in the least. Which is the there, strange there is thing. No There's just the word fucking. Site. There's some profanity in the story, uh, much like this podcast, and. 
it you know so it was a cross section of those two things that that got the keyword. So it was just kind of interesting, and I, I to this day I'm a little bit puzzled, like what that guy was searching for out there in the world, and maybe you know what am I missing out on? Maybe you know you haven't really lived until you've been balls deep in uh, pigeon. <laughs> have you ever thought about this? And you take it one step further. Now, that. now once you've had a pigeon, I guarantee you the pigeon is a gateway fowl. <laughs> The, well, you go off the pheasants from there, exa- or you get into exactly. <laughs> and then, okay, once you've worked your way up the the bird food chain, uh, I have to ask you: Are you familiar with a turducken? <laughs> a fucking a turducken? Turducken? Do you know what a turducken is? Everyone knows what a turducken is. All right. So, so what do you? What happens? First, you fuck a pigeon, and then you fuck that into a chicken, and then you fuck <laughs> that into a duck, and then you fuck that into a turkey. That could be the most amazing sexual experience that anyone's ever had, and we don't even know about it. The stuffing would be wonderful. <laughs> it's the stuffing that keeps on giving. That, that's truly amazing to me, man. I, although it, it's almost a little too amazing. I wonder if this is true. The guy you say is from Britain, right? Yes, indeed. Search pigeon fucking, right? Right, exactly. If, but if he's from Britain, wouldn't it be squab shagging? Why wouldn't he be? Why wouldn't it be Cornish gay man fucking? Oh, is he Cornish? <laughs> I don't know. Should look into this. He could be. This, he, yeah. he he is Cornish, but he's living in London. I I'm not really sure. <laughs> for for some reason, the details on these stats are somewhat limited in that fashion. You should really get into that a little bit further research. <laughs> it does bear some examination. All righty. Well, I think that's uh, about all we've got for this week. All right. Uh, I'd like to say, uh, all you listeners, that uh, you've got a new cartoon every Thursday on MightyWombat.com, so check that out. Gordon will be frantically scribbling to uh, come up with something amusing for you. And uh, I have new content on Bonehand.com every Sunday, so uh, check that out as well. All right, fit us out to some cool music, dude. Uh, thank you for listening, and uh, easy on the pigeons.